mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text today is from Luke, the sixth chapter, of which Jesus gives us a sermon. He says, I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. And dear friends of Christ, you know, over the years I've heard people who are stuck in sin, they all say the same thing. Um, they say, when I try, they try to defend their behavior and, and try to excuse their behavior by saying, well, I'm not perfect. I'm not Jesus. You know, why do you expect perfection from me? It's as if that, that kind of explanation gives them a license to be openly rebellious. That kind of uh, open uh, excuse, well, I'm not Jesus, gives them a, a reason to sin. But God tells us how to live, and He tells us that we are supposed to obey, and then He commands us what we're supposed to do. And He says, I want you to love. I want you to love. And we say, well, I can't do that. I can't forgive my enemies. Why do you seek perfection from me? I'm not Jesus. As if that should just end the conversation and make every excuse for us to live in open rebellion. But I'm not like Jesus. Have you ever felt that way, frustrated, because God is demanding certain things from you? And, you know, many people walk away when they don't like what they're hearing from Jesus. They just quit listening. They quit paying attention. And Jesus knows our hearts are stubborn, and He knows that, that we're sinful and how evil our hearts can be. And that's why He begins our text this way. He says, I say to you, to those who are listening, God wants you to listen. He wants you to pay attention. Listen, if you were driving in a car and, uh, and another car passes you with a whole bunch of people and they're all screaming out their window that you have a flat tire, would, just, would you just ignore their pleas and keep driving on that flat tire till sparks were flying off your wheel rim? Or if you were heading toward a cliff, wouldn't you want someone to warn you and listen to that warning? And God says we're all headed toward a cliff. And of course the cliff is eternal death, eternal pain, eternal torment and suffering. And God knows we're headed toward that cliff and so he gives us a warning. God wants to save us but we must listen. And he wants to soften our, our stubborn, sinful hearts so that he can bless us. Our text this morning talks about loving people. And, but the message is much more difficult than just loving people. He says, I want you to love your enemies. I want you to love the people that you hate. And that's tough to do. And in order to love people that we hate, in order to love those, we need special help. Because we can't do it on our own. We need special help if we're going to learn to forgive people who don't deserve to be forgiven. If we are going to treat people nice, those people who refuse to treat us nicely, we need special help to love our enemies. But loving, our, loving enemies is exactly why Jesus came. Jesus came to love His enemies. Paul says it this way, If for a while we were still enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, how much more then that we are now reconciled shall we be saved by His life? See, we're the enemies. And Epiphany is almost over, this whole journey of Jesus saying, listen, I am, I'm not just a man, I am in human flesh, God of the universe. And then he takes that knowledge after healing and, and revealing who he is, he takes that knowledge of 
him being Savior of the world, and he heads to the cross. It's from Epiphany to Lent. So we're about to make that annual trek with Jesus to the cross. And, and he's getting ready to make that journey of suffering and dying for, for sinners. He's about to make that journey of, of putting himself on a cross to die for sinners. And make no mistake about it. Make no mistake. Sinners are enemies of God. By nature, you are an enemy of God. And that's why the Bible says, God shows His love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so, we're still in the season of Epiphany, but the message of Lent is raising its voice. And are you listening? Are you paying attention? As we consider our theme this morning, love your enemies. So our text this morning is from Jesus' Sermon on the Plain. And Matthew 6, or I mean Luke 6, and uh, verse 31 says, For uh, do for people everything you want them to do for you. Maybe you recognize that. Do for people everything you want them to do. For, it's called the golden rule. And, and we hear it more often, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And our text has 16 imperatives, 16 commands. That's a lot of commands. We call commands the law. So our text today is mostly law. (laughs) And God has demands. He has rules. And He wants us to listen. And He wants us to obey. And you can summarize all of these commands with one word, love. Of course, God wants you to love Him. But He also wants you to love everybody around you, including your enemies. And then Jesus tells you how to love. He says, if someone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other cheek as well. And he says, if someone takes your coat, don't stop him from taking your shirt. And as I said before, who does those kind of things? No one does, but Jesus did. Everything Jesus expects his disciples to do, everything he expects us to do, is exactly what he did for us. And you know, Morgan Jackson is the international... uh, director of faith comes by hearing it's that group that puts out uh, uh, bible on tape and 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 so that we can listen to scripture he's a, a christian speaker and he said when people hear god's word in their own language the results are amazing and when i visited the african villages the questions came when jesus says that if somebody slaps you on the cheek does that mean you're supposed to turn the other cheek too or is this just a story of a parable. And all the leaders said, no, that's not a parable. He really means it. And then someone else would ask, well, does Jesus know what it means to take a slap in Africa? And the church leader said, oh, yes, yes, he does. Who here, if someone slaps you in the cheek, will say, you missed a side? Who does that? The teachings of Christ are just unbelievably powerful. And that's the point, isn't it? It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter what kind of culture you you, you came from. The message is the same. If you're slapped in the face, you don't turn the other one and say, get this one too. It runs against our sin nature. Someone hits you immediately, you want to retaliate. You want to pay them back. And I've got something in me, I don't know what it is, but you take your finger like this and you poke me in the chest, and I don't care how big you are, 
I'm ready to take you down. There's just something, something in me that just blinds me from, my, from whom I, for, for who I am facing. And they, they punch me in the chest. And I'll get myself in deep trouble if I'm not careful. Because I'll, I'll take on somebody much larger than myself. But not our Lord Jesus Christ. When they punched him in the chest. When they made fun of him. When they mocked him. He offered his life. He turned the other cheek. A messianic prophecy from the book of Lamentations says that Jesus gave his cheek to the one who would strike him and was filled with disgrace. I would imagine so. How disgraceful is it and how weak does it look when someone slaps you and then you don't say a word but you let them slap the other face? It's a disgrace. Hebrews says, he sacrificed for the sins of the people once for all when he offered himself. You see, Jesus is the only one who meets, who meets the demands of the law. He's the only one who loves his enemies. He's the only one to keep the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But this is how our Heavenly Father smiles upon you. He put Christ's perfect love, this righteousness of his own dear Son, and he put it in your heart. He took all your sins and all your disobedience and all your stubborn, willful desire to not love and He nailed it to Christ. And Christ then suffered for all that which was within you and which is within me. And He washed away all your sins. And you're forgiven. You're saved. He loved His enemies, you see. And make no mistake about it. Sinners are enemies of God. So as we have been loved and as we have been forgiven and as we have been redeemed... We are now called, called by God to love as He's loved us. And will we do it well? No. And Jesus knows that. But that does not negate the principle. Just because we don't love well, and just because we don't forgive others who don't deserve to be forgiven very well, just because we struggle loving our enemies and loving those who persecute us, doesn't mean we simply give up on the whole issue. It doesn't mean we simply quit trying. But that's not going to happen. No, we are the forgiven children of God. We are forgiven. We are different. God has given you His gift of love. And what can you, as a child who has received the love of God, do? And Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And what are Jesus' commandments? Well, love God, love your neighbor, and especially love your enemy. But you see, that is what Jesus has done for you. And He's done it by grace, by undeserved love, love you don't deserve, forgiveness you don't deserve. Your Heavenly Father has made you holy through the blood of Jesus. And now He wants you to be holy. Peter talked about that. He shared God's desires with us. God says, be holy because I am holy. Once again, the law, right? But our sinfulness doesn't negate the obedience. I want you, forgiven people, to be holy as I am holy. And we, send, we say, I wonder what holiness looks like. Love your enemies. God says, I made you my children through Jesus' perfect love. Now go out and live that way. 
And that's why Jesus gave us this commandment. Love your enemies, do good to them, lend to them without expecting anything back. And then your reward will be great in heaven. You'll be sons of the Most High because God is kind to the ungrateful and to the wicked. Be merciful as your Father is merciful. God is kind to the ungrateful. Really? God's kind to the ungrateful? Yes, He is. Have you ever been ungrateful? God is kind to the wicked? Really? Yes, He is. Have you ever been wicked? Have you ever done a wicked thing? Of course you have. The Bible says we all like sheep have gone astray. We all have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. Listen. Are you listening? Do you hear those words? Or are they just going in one ear and out the other? Because Jesus isn't here just asking us to listen with our ears. He's asking us to act with deeds of obedience. He's asking us to be Jesus with skin on. He's expecting action. He's expecting us to love as He's loved us. And He expects us to try and not give up. But He knows we're going to fail. Oh, He knows. He knows our sinful hearts. He knows we're wicked. But that's why Jesus came. He came to love His enemies. So that we might have a special power. So that we might have a special ability. I can love because Jesus has loved me. I can forgive because I have received undeserving love from Jesus. So I can learn to forgive people who don't deserve to be loved. Who don't deserve to be forgiven. Because I don't deserve it. He did that that I might be his own. Christians. Redeemed by the blood of the Lord. We have received special help. Jesus died to save His enemies that we might live for Him to love our enemies. And He's commanding us to do that. It's a good thing indeed we're forgiven though because we couldn't do it without forgiveness. We couldn't do it without His love. We need that special power, that special strengthening, that special ability that when I fail I can get back up and try again. Because God has chosen not to condemn those who reject Him. He's chosen to show His mercy. And that's why Jesus gives us these words in His Sermon on the Plain. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. And do not judge or you will be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. They'll be given to you in a good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over. See, God wants to bless you. God wants to bless your life, but we're not loving. We're not loving God. We're not keeping His commandments. We're not in obedience. We're a stubborn, stiff-necked, rebellious people. And Jesus pleads with them, I want to bless you. Love people so God will give you in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, pouring into your lap for the measure with which you use God's love. It will be measured back to you. So what does it look like? And I want you to consider St. Augustine's mother. And St. Augustine wrote about her. Uh, she was a saint. Now, her name was Monica. She married an unbelieving man. And so her husband was an unbeliever, and who eventually became a believer. But women would ask Monica why her unbelieving husband treated her better than their Christian husbands treated 
them. You know what Monica's answer to that question? St. Augustine recorded the words of his mother. I fear you give your husband's cause for being harsh. (laughs) What? (laughs) I fear women, you give your husband's cause for being harsh. If you were subject to them and you would not argue back, or especially when they begin to be strangely cruel, if you would not answer back, but be patient, submit and obey to them, and with friendly words appease them, you would, of course, not be beaten. For thus I am accustomed to treat my husband. When my Lord scolds me, I pray. He is angry, I avoid him. Or I return kind words to him in this way. I have not only put down his anger, but I have also brought him so far that he is now converted and he's become a Christian. That's incredible. Who does that today? Who loves that way today? Monica was merciful toward her husband. She did not condemn. She did not judge him, though she had every right. She understood. She understood the very words of Jesus that we must understand this morning. Love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, For he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.